0: On 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com
1: hour number two of old school on a Thursday. That means several things. It means you are one day away from your weekend. You are uh, 80% through your work week. You have done your thing. Greatly appreciated. Congratulations to you. 402-464-5685. Sarder-Hammond Text Line. Honda Lincoln Hotline if you want to hit us with a what's up. But the Honda Lincoln Hotline is occupied right now. Sarter Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Twitter live. You can see what's going on in studio. Uh, let's welcome in the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. And, Jay, Jay let him know about the Mercado.
2: Is my mic on? Okay. Uh, Mercado. 84th and Havelock certified teas and their special ingredients and the stupendous, that's a good one, right? Stupendous, butcher shop, all types of of meat, all types of cuts, seafood. Um, They even had like lump crab meat, which brings me back out there to Frederick, Maryland, uh, the DMV, Mm -hmm. uh, pasta, take home. They even had street tacos, um, jerkies, all different types of jerkies, certified Piedmontese and the Mercado is off the charts.
1: Thursday 5 o'clock means
2: there it is. Here he comes. Bring him in. Thanks folks
1: from the folks from Ambition Electric. Bring us Barry Thompson,
2: but first. Hit his theme Buck. music. Hit his would. theme music.
0: <laughs> he like Dion, hit my music. <laughs> the autumn wind is a pirate blustering in from sea With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. And the trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won.
1: Oh, you can let that breathe, Bach. Ah, expand yourself. Let your chest, say it with your chest. <laughs> Barry Thompson, Fairfax Football Academy, BT, QB Coach 1. What's happening with you?
3: Oh, man, it's all good on the wood. And days in the house, I, you know, I heard you guys talking about kegs and drinking stories and the old bar on uh, a shirts. I, you know, I'm getting thirsty and hungry and and uh, getting ready for uh, a developmental football game as soon as we're done.
1: Okay, all right, all right. A lot of the talk has been – Barry Thompson about the development of quarterbacks and then the protection of quarterbacks. And then what do you do when your backup quarterback win, gets on a winning streak and you're the face of the team and they want to make you come back from an injury too soon to protect your job? Let me ask you, Barry Thompson, quarterback coach. You're in Dallas, and Cooper Rush has has it going on. He's got it going on. you got a win streak. Yeah. But Dak yeah, – it's back. It was so, it was
3: so funny. Uh, you know, I, I'm not up, you know, like immersed in it. But when things rise to my level, right? I know it's a big deal, and I saw the thing about Dak. Dak. And normally it would be, hey, he's practicing this week. It was like, I'm exaggerating, but it was like, well, Dak moved his thumb a little bit. We expected to be <laughs> you know, more mobile in a week or two. Oh, oh. But it's kinda of reverse of what happened in San Francisco, right? Everybody wanted to push Trey Lance up in the thing, didn't want to have to do anything with Garoppolo. And then Lance got hurt and there's Garoppolo. So um, you know, in the running back position they seem to have said a long time ago you know, this this idea by committee. I know there are cap constraints, but it's nice to know that you have Dak to kinda of fall back on and and, and to tell people out there, you know, this isn't the first time this happened. When the Dolphins, way back when, had that, quote, perfect season where they didn't lose the game and they won the Super Bowl, the perfect record, Greasy was actually hurt for most of the season. Earl Morrill, a former first-round draft pick, um, and who also backed up Johnny United. From the other, but he was the one that won most of the games in that season, and there was a big, you know, you know, everybody was in knots about would Greasy come back and would he not come back, and Greasy came back and finished the season. So um, this is not new. Um, this is not new. Go Cooper, go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Barry, we, to stay close to your wheelhouse as far as the DMV, Carson Wentz. You heard Ron yeah. Rivera the the, the uh, comment. You know, you got DP's boy Tyler Heineke 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 tires or whatever you want Correct. to call it. How right. much more leeway do you give Carson Wentz, or do you take a holistic a- approach and look at running back play, offensive line play, play calling, and so forth and so on?
3: Yeah, it's really interesting when you when you look at a team that's not functioning well, right? Typically, there's things all around the field, but that there is that concentration on the quarterback position. Um, I, I'll say from Wentz, and I, you know, I'm not a first hand guy, but. When you watch a quarterback, you know go from the Eagles, and you know he goes down with injury, can healthy, and Foles is the guy who takes him to the Super Bowl and wins. That elevates the whole Eagle program. Not Wentz, it was Foles and Peterson that did it. Then both those guys have an early exit out of there, and then Wentz pops up in Indianapolis. Now the thing that caught my ear about Wentz is when the owner of the Colts said that was a mistake. I don't know how many times the hey, owner that has check spoken back. out. Yeah, and that, that would have caught my ear. So to be honest with you, I didn't really understand the love that Wentz was getting or the money he got when he came to the commanders because of that little path. If there was anybody that had to work at a discount, to me it would have been him. And so whatever issues have kind of followed him through his career, I think they just, they just showed up. And everybody was happy for a while, but they started to show up. Um, I'll stop talking, but I'll just tell listeners out there, not all quarterbacks are equal. (laughs) And I mean, not only in terms of ability, but their ability to, to relate to players and to manage men, they're, they're not all the same. And you get in these situations, especially at the NFL level, even some team levels, where you'll have a guy who's kind of anointed to be this guy, but he's not that guy. You know, he doesn't get along with everybody. He rubs teammates the wrong way. He's a little selfish. There's another quarterback in the FC West who who had his initial the word out but that, that, that he was a selfish player. And when that team got, got itself together, it was on the leadership of a another position, a running back. And now you look at, you know, things seem to be popping up in, in, in one of the AFC West teams with the same guy. Um, there have been other quarterbacks like him. Jeff George was like that. He you know, had a reputation for being kind of selfish or not there. Bottom line is a quarterback, a real good quarterback, is comfortable in all areas of the locker room. He's the type of guy that you not only want to play with, but if he's really good, he's the type of guy that you want to play for. And I don't know you can check those boxes with
1: Carson West. Barry, a lot of the talk uh, when it comes to quarterback, and the words used are arm talent. And I don't think everybody gets a real good vantage on what people mean, what to look for when you're talking about arm talent at the quarterback position. Yeah, it's, it's a weird
3: term. Just uh, hands started becoming a part of the – the position you know your hand size to me what a quarterback needs to not only be active but there are times when he needs to do things with the ball he needs to manipulate the ball and he has to have the confidence that he can do that I was watching um, all 22 of a big 10 quarterback he was on the left pass he had a, a version of cover three, which meant he knew that he had the out. But the, the inside defender, right, the defender that would have been underneath the route was was the guy that, you know, he had to worry about. And when this guy goes back, he kind of calculates that in. And what he does is he goes back and he fires the ball across the field, but the ball takes an arc of which it goes up and it goes down. Just over about, about three inches over the outstretched hand of the kind of free defender in that scenario. that I guess, what they call arm talent. I call it playing the position. That same quarterback, and just use him as watching tape, he had a two-man route, and the, the route on the hash was going to run a, run a post, and the outside route was going to run an uh, a in-cut or a dig. And you see this quarterback go back out of play action fake. His head flaps around. He picks up the middle backer and the Tampa, two to take the post. The very next step, he realigns his, his eyes through the window that he wants to throw in. He finishes his footwork, and he throws the ball. At the time he throws the ball, there's nobody in that spot. But by the time the ball arrives, that in-cut is right in perfect spot. So call that arm talent if you want. Um, to me, that's good that's quarterback.
2: Barry when you, when you look at quarterback play obviously Nebraska played uh, Rutgers last week and um, it goes without saying that Casey Thompson's a you know like they used to say one tough hombre. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about you coaching In well here I, I got I, I guess a three kind of headed question.
0: AT&T Fiber presents a straightforward moment. Your wine? Thanks. I'll pretend I know what I'm doing before saying it's good. And I'll pretend I don't know you're pretending. Are you a gagillionaire? Yeah, I have ATT fiber. The straightforward pricing has inspired me to be more straightforward. Me too. Ugh, this wine. I'll fetch you a better one. Straightforward is better. No equipment fees, no data caps, no price increase at 12 months. Live like a gagillionaire with ATT fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Visit slash hypergig for details. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. You coaching a quarterback that's
2: always constantly under duress, you as a play caller when your you know, quarterback is under duress, and okay. then maybe you, maybe from your experience, um, playing the position and dealing with that mm-hmm. and how you can kind of some somehow you know, welcome it, but then kind of play around it. You get what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, I do. As the play caller, I'll start that part of it. As a play caller, you are stressing to kind of find answers. You have this idea of how it's going to go, and then all kinds of things happen, right? And so then you're just looking for things that are on your palate that can make it easier, you know, get the first down. Um, you know, it depends on how many ingredients you have available to you. But that's a very stressful situation uh, for a play caller. Um, from a player standpoint, um, I think Casey kind of said it best. He he understood what was going on. He he knew that, the, and this is why it's great having experience at that position, he said that the, the, the intensity of that rush was something that he knew they couldn't sustain. And so that he just kind of kind of hang in there and hang in there and hang in there. And that part of that game would calm down and he could get back to what he did. So from his standpoint, experience, he's just going to fight through those situations and you want from a playing standpoint, just to make the best decisions that you can based off, you know, that you're knowing it. And that's where it comes into really understanding your protections and your concepts, right. And, and part of, Of doing that is also got to calculate, okay, if I get pressure from here, if they decide to come here and I think this, how am I going to react, right? And it has to be thought through, practiced through. Uh, I've even gone to the extent, and haven't done it in a year, but one of the quarterbacks that's playing at an FCS school, when he was in high school, he used to come to me on Sunday night, and we would get on a football field. And I would just ask him, I'd say, what play's coming in if we're on the right hash? And he would tell me. And I said, okay, all right, so we made three yards. Now we're center field. We're up at the 25-yard line. What formation's coming in? And we would walk the whole field. And he knew his offense so well that we get, like, to, I remember one time we got to midfield. I said, what's coming in? And he told me a play. He said, but it never works. <laughs> and I said, okay. No, no, he was honest about it. So we we stopped. And I said, why doesn't it work? I said, what does, the, what does the coverage look like? What's going on? And he said, well, normally this is where the balls supposed to go, but that guy gets there. I said, well, if that guy gets there, then what's here? And he goes, oh. Right? Just had an attempt. And he goes, oh. Then I said, okay, let's say that you get that. Now you get knocked back. We're at the 50 now. What are we thinking about? Right? So a quarterback on some level has to get it to that point where he's walking himself through the game. Walking themselves into scenarios, and uh, has done it two or three times during the week. So by the time he gets to the game, he's in that stressful situation. He's making all good decisions and reactions, and like Casey said, you know, just just fighting through it until things calm down.
1: B, uh, we're talking to Barry Thompson, quarterback coach, uh, football coach. Uh, uh, as the game evolves, different levels of protection for different. Levels of players happens. The recent movement is, you know, extra protection for quarterbacks and 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 the way they're brought to the ground. What are your thoughts on the roughing the passer issue currently in the NFL? I didn't
3: see the one Sunday, but I saw the obviously I saw the one Monday, and I went and I immediately hit YouTube and looked up Turkey Jones tackling Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, and anybody anybody hadn't seen that too. Just go to YouTube, put in, yes, there were NFL players named Turkey. Yep. Turkey Jones.
1: backing yep. means Gary Bradshaw. Yep.
3: So we've come a long way. You do want to protect them. And I, I, I kind of understand that whatever those rules are, the referees were following and interpreting those rules correctly. But those rules need to be refined. I mean, when you're tackling a player and that's roughing the passer, that, that rule needs to be refined. Protect them. But if you're tackling them, I, I don't know. You know, I understand, like, you sling a guy around and, you know, he lands on his head and then you're 300 pounds and you land on him. Okay, if you want to protect them from that, that's fine, maybe. But, I mean, at some point, the players have to take responsibility for, for protecting the quarterback. You know, yeah. you just can't let them off the hook. like. I don't know. I,
2: those calls were, I didn't understand. It. Barry, when you look at uh, this upcoming game against Purdue, um, I have my views on Aiden o- O'Connell um, as a player, but from you being the expert, I want to know what you, what your view on him as a, as a quarterback, and then where he kind of ranks in the you know the Big Ten rankings, you know, as far as the quarterback play.
3: Yeah, I've seen him a little bit. He was a little bit last year. was a little streaky, I thought, last year. But he is a guy that can get the ball to where it needs to be. Um, I think in Purdue you have, and I heard Coach Josephs talking about this too, is you have a very mature team. So there's a certain calmness, you know, just like we're referring to Casey, right? That was a stressful situation. So you want somebody back there who's calm and doesn't freak out because it's not going immediately right. And Purdue, you have that type of guy, and 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 I, you watch him, the number of times that he will finish his, his drop and the ball's gone. When you see that, that's a quarterback who has a clear understanding, pre and post snap of where to go with the ball, right? And guys are open, so that that's an effective quarterback. A guy can move the chain and and a guy like that, you want to be able to make him hesitate some way. To, to to lose his effectiveness. Not that he can't do other things. It's just he's better at the first thing and so you want him to play the game trying to do the second thing. You know what I mean? You don't want him all day hitting his foot and getting rid of the ball. So defensively they're gonna to have to come up with a little bit of an answer because that bend and break stuff with a guy like that's not gonna work because you're so busy defending that and then they stick you with a run and, you know, they got a running back. So he is going to present a challenge and um the way the defense has kinda of responded, um, I'm sure they have a plan for it. And but yeah, you just don't want him all day long going back and, and just hitting his foot and throwing the ball. Um he's he's effective and I think that there's you know, they're 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 a solid team. Solid.
1: Barry, is that is that pressure up the middle, is that dirty windows for a guy to, to get him out of his rhythm? What's the easy way? I mean, we're talking to a quarterback. So, what's the easiest? Yeah. What's the easiest way to disrupt his middle of the game well, passing game?
3: Again, you're gonna, you gonna, you know, we talk about you know thirty thirds, and we are talking about food. It's the ingredients that you have at your plate without disrupting what you do. So, you know, you you break down film. It, it, are these first reads that this guy is getting, or does he progress to second read? What happens when he progresses second read? So maybe it's just studying hey, here's where he likes to go, and let's just take that away. That could be one answer. Another answer would be, hey, I can have a loose defender if you're not home. Let's play with a hands up, right? You know, try to tip some balls. So all that stuff. And then, of course, you have your blitzes, which are going to expose you uh, against a, a mature quarterback. But, you know, the mix of those things, I think, are things that can be done without taking the Nebraska defense out of its characteristics, right? Um, those are kind of common things. Uh, you can get more physical with the receivers. You know, one of the things, if you, you bump a receiver from a quarterback, receiver, I always tell receivers, that if they get their hands on you, you're done. Don't expect the football, right, because, you know, don't let. So you have these things that the defense can do, and I think uh, without taking them out of their character and making things complicated for the defense, uh, be more physical with receivers, take away first reads, Get hands up to the line of scrimmage. Um, those types of things are fairly simple things that can be done. See if it bothers them. If not, then you know, start pulling out some blitzes and knocking them off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you've been you've been behind some really good offensive lines in pass protection and some really not good lines mm-hmm. in pass pro. Mm-hmm. How does it affect mm-hmm. your play? How do, does it does it does does the hitting or the pressures concern you? Do do you carry those from play to play, series to series, or you, How do you handle all that? Well, I think it's human
3: nature if you're getting whacked. Well, first of all, it's going to affect you as a play caller, right? It's going to affect you as a play caller. Uh, so you know that you can't call anything, or else your quarterback's going to be whacked in the face. So that affects you as a play caller. But playing the position itself, um, yeah, you're getting hit all the time and. Um, you know, those types of things, you, you start to get a little irritated. And then if you get some really good shots, you know, if you can't get rid of the ball in a certain amount of time, yeah, you start to get a little jumpy. It's just human nature. Um, but, there, you know, my dad always said the best way to avoid a bad situation is not to put yourself in one. I, I've been around programs, you see, and it's just amazing to me that, that these programs will have um, getting in the weeds for some of your listeners now. In, in football practice there are all these different segments. It's a part part whole sport. And one of the segments for the O linemen consistently is what they call inside, where it's just the line interior linemen, the defensive linemen, and the backers. And I've been around programs who will run that for three hours, it seems like <laughs> if they could. <laughs> but they won't spend a dime of a minute on pass pro. They won't spend a minute on pass protection. And I and I constantly I've been around and had the drum beat like why don't we have a Blitz fear? Why don't we have a Blitz fear? It's like, oh, no, and, why we, and now the better programs are that we have it. And lo and behold, this would be a shocker, if you take players and every day you have them practice against something that they're going to see the players happen to get better. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy like
1: that you know, crazy. Every, like that. every now and then we'll throw it to break Barry when we come back I, I do want to go in that space where those coaches, coaching creatives get, uh, get in the way of progress <laughs> and we'll talk about yeah. some of the things that happen at halftime and those conversations between offensive coordinators quarterbacks and head coaches I want to talk about that when we come back
0: watch Old School uh-huh. Live on Facebook, YouTube or Twitch Old School with DP and Jay